0: Praise the Lord. Lord. Amen. That's good. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord with you this morning. Amen. You can have your seats this morning. Amen. Just give me some more volume if you don't mind. Amen. Everybody happy in the Lord? Amen. Amen. sure would like to thank each and every one of you for keeping us in your prayers during our tragic here a few months ago and actually this thought here that I'll be ministering on this morning is uh something that came through that process and just something that's been on our hearts for some time so just like to share it with you this morning <clears throat> amen by God's grace don't mind my fake leg this morning is that a backup plan brother all right we got it so these 30 minute batteries come out. This 30 minutes will last a little longer. All right. Amen. So we just like to share it with you. And we'd like to read in Hebrews chapter 6 this morning, verse 16. We'd like to minister on the anchor this morning. It says, For men verily swore by the greater an oath for confirmation is to them as an end of strife, wherein God willed more abundantly. To show unto his heirs a promise, the immutability of his counsel, he confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation. Who have fled for refuge, lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope, in other words, doesn't rest on current situations. We have an anchor, an absolute of the soul, sure. Which is dependable, reliable, and steadfast. It's not. It's going to last. It's not going to be here today and gone tomorrow. And which enter into which in the veil, whether the forerunner is for us entered even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Which I ask the Lord to bless the reading of His Word this morning. Hey, Ben we like to like I said, we like to minister. On the lines of the anchor this morning, I, I know it's a familiar scripture, but it's something that's been, been on our hearts for the last several months. And I, I sure hope it's a blessing for you this morning, and we'll try not to hold you very long. Amen. It's not because of my fake leg either. I, I can preach a long time on it. Amen. But uh, thank the Lord for it this morning. And I'd like to say this morning... I was thinking back there this morning. I was going over a few of my notes I've had on my phone for some time, and I was thinking about where would we be without grace this morning. And I was thinking about how you know the, we we can read in the scriptures and we can listen to the message of the hour and how that how that the prophet would would tell us that men couldn't fulfill it, you know that the it, it, the the that uh, the prophets of old couldn't fulfill it and. How the law would condemn you and 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 put you into prison, how they would scream out that you're dirty and that you're guilty, and the, the brother Brown would go on and tell us in the masterpiece how that that Jesus Christ was the the matchpiece. He was the one, the matchpiece of grace. Amen, that could come down and, and, the, and because of the Scripture and because of what He said in the Garden of Eden that, the, that thy seed shall bruise the serpent's head. And He said that the prophets couldn't meet it, the law couldn't fulfill it. Amen, but the Christ Jesus, the forerunner, the one that went before us. Amen, so if we have a forerunner this morning that has went before us, He's already tasted of resurrection. He's already conquered everything that to be conquered. That day at Calvary, he said it was finished. So he, if he's a for, forerunner, been, and, 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 and a forerunner means that he's going before somebody. And I want to say this morning, I am that somebody. I am connected with Scripture. Amen. Hey I know there's a lot of fables and myths going around the message of the hour today. I believe the sign, or you know, that uh, they're searching for evidence of, uh, of this, that, or the other. But, but if you're connected with Scripture this morning, it doesn't matter what kind of fable is risen or what kind of uh, tale has uh, been told. Hey ben, If you're connected to Malachi 4 and 5... Amen, hey I've said this many times that before he mentioned, the Malachi mentions Elijah, he mentions you. Behold, I send unto you. Amen, hey so he had in his mind before he ever thought of sending the prophet. He said, behold, I send to you. And by that, if you place yourself in Scripture, you're connected to that Scripture no matter what anybody says. And maybe this morning you might not be able to explain it. Hey, Ben, if somebody would ask you this morning, hey, Ben, uh, what is grace? All oh, you could, could begin to tell him is that I was a sinner saved by grace. And you could begin to tell them how Paul would say his grace is sufficient. I know I'm guilty. I know I'm dirty. Amen. Hey but I know I, that he could condemn me. But thank God for the matchpiece, amen, that came, amen, over 2,000 years ago and said, it is finished. And the forerunner went before us. <coughs> and the scripture says, if that same spirit dwells in you, amen, the same spirit that dwelt in Jesus Christ when he went and went to hell and he, and he ascended up on high and he, he, he defeated death, hell, and the grave. Amen. You're a part of, you're connected to that. And if you're connected to the forerunner, if he had a resurrection, that means you're going to have a resurrection. Amen. There's nothing hell can do. There's nothing this world can do. There's nothing politics can do. There's no spirit around this message of politics can stop this bride movement. Because she is not connected to man. She is connected to him. And that's what we want to preach on this morning. By the grace of God, amen, the anchor holds. And we, we realize that Brother Brown picks up the anchor many times in the message of the absolute. And it begins to tell you what the absolute is. It's, a, it's the amen. It's the perfect within itself. It's the ultimate. It's sure and steadfast. Hey, but not an anchor of the, uh, he didn't anchor it in your, in your body. He didn't anchor it in your, your spirit realm, but he anchored into your soul. So that screams out to us this morning, Amen. Your body can be sick, your spirit can be wounded, but down inside of a soul of a believer is an anchor that is sure and steadfast. Now remember, now the anchor isn't; it doesn't take the storm away. The anchor is designed to hold you. Through the storm. The anchor doesn't take the wind away, but it's designed to hold you and to keep you. Hallelujah. Amen. Just like we ministered here once before when the three Hebrew children went into the fiery furnace. Amen. The fire kept burning on, but he took the very element to destroy them out. Amen. What a victory. What a Day! amen when they looked back in, the fire was still burning, but they wasn't consumed. Hallelujah. And John tells us that, that he is the vine, He's the life. We are the branches. We bear forth the fruit of the life of the vine. And he goes on, he said, "If you abide, in other words, if you remain in me, and my Rema word. Which Raymond word here means to simply, it's his, it's his sayings, it's his narrative. So if God's narrative remains in you, there ain't no gates of hell could ever prevail against you. Hey, amen. Listen, friends, God's drama, hey, amen, this is all God's drama. And we're here in the midst of his drama, and down inside of a believer's heart is the narrative of this play. And you're the, you're the part. You're the reason for the season. Amen. You're the reason he died at Calvary. You was existing in the mind of God. Before the foundation of the world. And when he came to the cross. You was existing in his mind. When he looked down upon that sacrifice. He seen you. And that narrative comes and lives in you and I. And when that narrative begins to speak, it's just as deity is speaking. It's no longer you. Amen. The scripture said when you speak to your mountain, amen, the mountain has no choice. The mountain has no choice. You might not see it visibly moving. But by inspiration strikes your heart and a narrative begins to speak to that mountain. God already seen that mountain already gone before the foundation of the world. And you're here living out in time what God already seen in the eternity. Hallelujah. So what holds you this morning? The narrative of God. If he remains in you. And this narrative remains in you. You speak to your mountain. Hallelujah. So it's God's drama this morning. God's acting this out. It's his, it's his drama. Amen. Satan's only allowed to do what God allows him. Satan is a tool in the hand of God. And we go through trials. It's part of his narrative. It's gonna show his victory. Remember, Brother Branham says, I can't remember what message it was, but he said, You are his victory. You are here as an ambassador. A been standing in the present or in this evil day as an ambassador of Jesus Christ, life of his life, power of his power, bone of his bones. She is him. That's not a crochet. That's a reality this morning. That if Jesus Christ is living down inside of you, the narrative of God, his sayings, is sealed inside your bosom. Amen. And then we're here acting it out. And Paul could say it like this. His grace is sufficient. In other words, his grace is enough. It's going to see you through. You know, you might be going through some hard winds of life. Come on, somebody. You might be going through the great storms of life. The beauty of this anchor is it doesn't take that away, but the promise of victory is sure. He will pull you out if we get to these things this morning. A hey, Ben, and I get to meddling so much, but we got a lot of ground I'd like to cover in a short time this morning. But this is God's drama, hey Ben. And I've said this before, and the old Samson when he was going out against a thousand Philistines, that before he ever got there, brother Sam, God already had a jawbone laying in position. That 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 mule came and laid down his life, hey Ben, and 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 it laid there for time. But we realize a thousand years are like a day unto God. So to God, 70 years is like, a, uh, what is it, like an hour and a half. So God's seeing his drama unplay. Amen. When a drawbone is laying there, he sees Samson picking it up before he even gets there. And he sees him beating down a thousand Philistines. God placed it there before he had need of it because it's his narrative. Amen. Samson has a Nazarite vow. The narrative of God was upon his life. And God was placing grace where he had need of it. It became his strength. Amen. He put it in the hands of faith and he went on to the battle and beat down a thousand Philistines. It's his drama. Before the widow woman had need of it, Elijah was already coming. Are you hearing me, church, this morning? Amen. When she was down to her last meal, uh, God was already drying up the brook and commanding Elijah to take a journey. That's our God this morning. Amen. Hey, before you have need of it, he's already working it out. He's an on-time God. Amen. First John tells us, you are of God, little children, and have overcome him. Because greater is he that is in you than the he that's of the world. So the strength of God that's in you is greater than any affliction. So the narrative of God that's inside of you is greater, say it with me this morning, greater than any affliction that can come upon you. There's nothing, say it with me this morning, nothing can overtake you that can supersede you. And he tells you why, because you are full of superpower. Hallelujah. Amen. You're full of superpower. What is that superpower? It's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The person. The narrative. Living inside of you. Isn't that powerful this morning? Brother Brown says it like this. He said, it's a compass here within me that'll never leave me. It'll never forsake me. It points me right straight to the absolute. For heavens and earth could pass away, but this absolute can never pass away. The narrative that God placed in your heart can never be passed away. And he's hid it in your heart. Treasure in earthly vessels. The Holy Ghost has pointed me right to to the absolute. And Paul would say, I'm determined on nothing else. None of these things move me. His narrative was, his word said, but Jerry, he was going to Rome. Snake bit couldn't stop him. Shipwreck couldn't stop him. Throwing the guy in the prison couldn't stop him. Why? Because the narrative of God was in his bosom. He bet he had a promise of God that you're going to Rome. We're bound for a promised land this morning he had been with an element of faith, the same element of faith when God began to speak the world into existence. He framed it by faith. It is the same element of faith that is residing in a believer this morning that the Prophet God said can speak a world and go live on it. Amen. I'm sure the devil don't like you to know that. Amen. So the body can be beaten. The soul can be torn and worn. But the soul of a believer is so anchored. It doesn't move him. So it might look like it on the outside. Tears may fall. Age may set in. But down inside of a believer's heart is treasure. It's a narrative of God. It's old, but it's true. Hallelujah. Hey, bet it doesn't, it doesn't fizz away. It's sure, dependable. Doesn't matter how high the winds may blow. Doesn't matter how tall the mountain is, how deep the valley is, or how deep the water is. Doesn't matter what kind of storm in our lives The anchor still holds. amen. If you go by the way of the grave. Our anchor still holds. It's sure and steadfast. Amen. And grace is amazing this morning. Listen, Ephesians tells us that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened, empowered, with might, The word might means his ability. So you're going to be empowered with the ability uh, by the spirit of the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that you be rooted and grounded in love. Colossians tell you you're going to be rooted and built up in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. A statue of a perfect man. Rooted and grounded in the unmovable, un- embedded, immutable promise of Jesus Christ. Enemies cannot uproot this. Politics can't uproot this. Hey bet we're rooted, grounded. Hey bet in his ability, his power his anointing amen we are an invincible army this morning it's not because what church you go to it's not because your name is so and so amen we are an invisible army because of him not william marion Branham, but jesus christ the same yesterday today and forever the very narrative This narrative, amen, isn't all about God sent a prophet, amen, but it was a message that was sent by a prophet for Y.O.U. this morning. And everything that we have need of is packed in this Holy Ghost. He equipped you. He packed in there everything that you have need of. What an anchor. Brother Bram says, talking about Genesis chapter 28, that God, being God in heaven, with a ladder hooked in his own throne, he hooked it also on none other but the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. He said God don't want his ladder slipping around. He tried to hook a covenant with Adam, but it broke it. Come on, somebody. So what does that tell you this morning? Now he's making this unconditional covenant, but he tried to place it in Adam and he broke it. So that tells me and you this morning that we must have something that Adam didn't have. Come on, somebody. Because he said in Christ, the mystery of God revealed, they said, This bride will not fall. Come on, somebody, that should make you excited this morning. Hey, Ben, there's something, there's something we must have that Adam didn't have. Because this last bride, she is not going to fall. Because in Satan's eating, listen, friends, it just wasn't good enough for him to walk along beside you. But he said, I'm going to come and live inside of them. I'm going to overcome in them in the worst age has ever been. The politics, this world is such in the chaos. But in the midst of Satan's kingdom, God has slipped the narrative of of Himself in a bride that's not going to fall for fanaticism. She's not going to be tossed about by every wind of doctrine. She's going to be solid. Amen, because she's not rooted in a church, it's going to fall. If you're rooted in me, man, it's going to fall. If you got a pastor religion this morning, you're sure going to fall. But if, you, if you're rooted and grounded in the energy of Christ Jesus this morning and built up in him, not in fanaticism, not in creeds, not in men, but built up in Christ Jesus, the forerunner. Where he leads, where he leads this morning, that's not just a song, church. He's the forerunner. Hallelujah. And he laid flags out of victory. That day at Calvary, He laid a flag of victory for your healing, for your deliverance, for your bitterness, for your diseases. He conquered hell flag. He conquered the grave flag. But because of Satan Eden, there's been just a breath of fog has came into this age. Just like it was when Brother Ram was trying to get back to his wife and child. And the fog began to settle in, but he began when he came to a place, it says, Lord, forgive me for my self centered ways. And he laid down and he began to walk away, but the narrative of God placed his hand upon his shoulder. And when he turned around, the Spirit of God cut out a hole. Amen. Hey, and he could see the flag of victory hallelujah this morning Ben, there's a flag of victory this morning for you and i and it was placed there by almighty god that in the age that we're living in the fog of hell is settling in amen but there's an element of faith is designed to cut out the flag and you still see his hands hanging up high And as long as his hands are up you know we ain't losing the battle and I say this every time nearly I'm here. But we're not fighting for victory. or are fighting from victory. The flag has already been positioned. Hallelujah. And we're rooted and built up in him. Amen. And Brother Abraham says he hooked the covenant with Adam and he broke it. But God made this covenant unconditionally. And he hooked it in Christ Jesus. There it anchored. Hallelujah. So now... The anchor is hooked around the throne of God in heaven. And he hooked it into his son Jesus Christ on earth. He anchored it there. He said there's no slipping. Come on somebody. There's no sliding. Amen. There's no way of getting away. Hallelujah. You can't run fast enough. He will catch you. You can't hide good enough. He'll find you. Amen. He placed the anchor between the LOV and heaven. And his son Jesus Christ on earth, and he made this covenant unconditionally. There's no slipping, there's no sliding. It's the pathway, it's Traveler's way from earth to glory. And he said, You're in between there. And he said, You're moving higher and higher and higher and higher. He said, When you get down, the anchor holds. Come on, somebody, the anchor isn't you. The ship isn't what's holding you. The vessel is not what's holding you in the storm. Brother Bama said, why wow, do they carry that big old anchor on the boat? Amen. It's there. It's heavy. But when they get in the midst of a storm, Ben, they can let go of the anchor. And the anchor would drop in the unseen. And it would anchor in the rock, something down there that's unmovable. You can't see it with your natural eyes. But uh, in the unseen world has grabbed a hold of a rock. A revelation. A band that the gates of hell cannot prevail against you. Oh, a covenant. Unconditional covenant that he made with you and I. And it's our pathway from earth to glory. And the prophet said, you're hooked around the heart of God of heaven. And you're hooked around the Son of God down here. Amen. Through the Son of God. I love this. Amen. Because not only does the anchor hold you. Are you hearing me this morning? Amen. Not only is the anchor holding you. It's designed to keep you. And it's designed to pull you. Listen to what it says here. You're hooked around the, the, the throne of God. You're hooked around Jesus Christ. And you're brought into it. I don't know what that means to you, but he says through the Son of God we ascend, we ascend to Him. Oh, hallelujah! And he said, angels are encamped about you when you need healing; they're packing down healing. I said this in North Carolina last weekend. I was sitting in the back office, and I was thinking about this little crutch here that I'm having to wear this morning. And I thought about that as I, I canceled when I broke my ankle or my heel bone about uh, five weeks ago. I was on crutches for three weeks, and I canceled two meetings I had in Murfreesboro and, and Indiana. And I was sitting there, and I was uh, thinking, man, how in the world can I preach these service? I knew Brother Gregory was going out of the country. Next week, I'm going to a place that uh, he was going to England. And I thought, man, what am I going to do, you know? And, and, and I got to thinking in the back room, Brother Sam, that God likes me. You know, I, yeah, you say, Well, bro, Joe, you think a lot, yeah. He thinks a lot about me. You know, he, he's done a lot for me. You know, and, and the scripture tell me he cares. Do you? He's mindful. He his thoughts are about you. Everything he done since the fall of the of Eden, he was thinking about me. And, and he placed things in my life just for me. And that if I'm a minister of the gospel, and I was uh, reading this morning, I actually sent it to Jerry, it just touched my heart. How Brother Brown said, "I, I you know, I, I, I felt skeptic, I, you know, I, I was wanting to go correct this brother. And, and we was visiting along these lines last night, I thought it just it, it ain't coincidence that all these sermons, I, I wasn't even looking up that. And it just came across and just seeped in my heart because I mentioned to him last night, he said, the trouble with around the message, we got, we got ones that just want to correct everybody. And Brother Brown was like, Lord, forgive me for my skeptical ways. I was wanting to go correct that brother. But it ain't my place to go correct him. He said, it's God's place to go correct him. And he said, my job is to preach the gospel. And I was sitting back there in the office, man. I was going to preach short, and I ain't even off page one. It's been 30 minutes. Forgive me. 29 minutes and 21 seconds. But I was sitting back there, and I thought, how much God really likes me and cares for me. And I thought of an engineer a few years back, about like that jawbone that that mule went and laid down. Had no idea. What was going on? That bone there laid there for so long. But God knew the narrative of God would pass right by that. So he had that bone dried out. It was brittle. But God placed it there for the servant of God. And I was thinking about that and I thought, man, that was an engineer. I thought, you know what? These crutches have been around for hundreds of years. And he started to design this crutch for such a time as this. He was so inspired. He said, bro, Joe, you think a lot. Yeah, God thinks enough. If I would touch one soul, I've got, this, is a, this is a third service meeting I've been in with this crutch. If I could touch one soul, do you think God would in, 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 empower an engineer to say, you know what? I don't know what came over me last night. I had a dream of a crutch that looks like a fake leg that he can have his hands he can walk upstairs he can walk downstairs if I get real excited like last weekend I can jump on one leg and still have me a little Jericho march of my own but that was a jawbone late just for me church we need to think like that more we're not second cousins this morning we are the bride of Jesus Christ Hey, Ben, he thinks about you. He died for you. Don't just say for your name, for you. He cares enough that I would preach a sermon on that jawbone. And I had a sermon laid out. I was going to preach the drama of God on September 11th on a Wednesday night. The very day God took my sweetheart off the earth. And that mess is laid back for many days. Until I was laying in bed one night. I went back and picked up that sermon. That I was when I actually preached that night. My daughter died. And I began to read the very thing I was struggling with. Don't tell me my God ain't real. My heart was broken. My spirit was wounded. My body was ill. I had thoughts, I felt I'd like given up. Can I read this to you? In a time of trouble, he said, I had here not long ago. I lost my wife, my children, everything. Somebody said to me, he said, did you keep your religion? Come on, message believers. I said, no, it kept me. So when Brother Brown was ready to give his life, and he began to tell God, I can understand you taking my wife, but why my child? He was ready to give up. The wind was blowing, such hard storms of life. But when the asked him, said, did you keep your religion? No, I would have gave up. I would have took my life. But my religion, my narrative kept me. It helped me. My anchor held in a time of a storm. He said, I had an absolute. I know someday I'll see him again. I couldn't have made it if it wouldn't have been for the absolute. It made a difference in me. It made a difference in me where I was tied to because I knowed that I'd see them again. How? Because he had a forerunner. He had a hope of an, an anchor assurance that fast, a forerunner that had already had a resurrection. And because he had a resurrection, remember the story? And the firemen came down. Brother Brown said, this one came in. They couldn't put, do nothing. Amen, the chief was standing over there and pulling them to do this, that, or the other. But here come one. He came in, grabbed the axe and the hose, and went up the, the ladder, Brother Sam. And he began to put out the fire. He was a forerunner. And then he said, come on, Brother Jerry, come with me. Come on, Sam, come with me. I've already defeated. I've already done it. He's a forerunner. Of resurrection. And because he lives. I live also this morning. And Brother man said. If I would have been held on. I would have let go a long time ago. But it was him. It was my anchor. It was holding me. It was keeping me. It was drawing me. Amen. And that message became a drive. Or A. Uh, 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 a, a bone of deliverance, a jawbone of deliverance for me in my crisis. Why? Before I ever needed it, it was there. The very shirt my daughter, we had made for my daughter, Cherry Strong shirts. Hey, Amen. We didn't have no idea she wrote that a couple days before she, she departed. I hate to say the word died because I don't think she died. She departed. Hallelujah. when they brought that phone to us, she had that. What was written on those shirts, y'all might have seen some of y'all. That fear had no hold on her. He said, bro, Joe, that's little. Yeah, maybe to you. But it was a jawbone for me and my family. in the very time that we had need of it. God anointed my daughter to write that letter, not for her as much as it was for us. God was thinking about us days before it ever happened. I'm telling you this morning, his grace is amazing. His grace is what held us. His grace is to say, bro, Joe, I, I tell this a lot. I don't have a good, good days yet. I have good hours. But it doesn't change what I am in my soul. I'm preaching the gospel because of him. He took my ability to walk, but I'm still preaching the gospel. I'm telling them the good news. I am what I am, like Paul said, by the grace of God. Yep. Hallelujah. Do you love him this morning? There's so much I'd like to get to this morning. I might just have to come back next time. I'm going to hurry, though. I'm going to read really fast. There was a big old ship there. The sails has been let down. He said, what a storm was on the sea. He said, she was tossing. How many felt like that before? And I seen those ships sitting there rocking back and forth. Waves would go in and some waves it would go under and everything. He said, I wonder why that is. And the fellow sitting there said, he's got a sea anchor. Therefore, that ship can't sink. Hallelujah. I can go through the wave, but it can't sink me. The anchor is designed to allow the ship to go through the storm, but it can't sink it. In other words, it can't destroy it. Death can't destroy it. Hell cannot destroy it. Hallelujah. I'm here to challenge you this morning to look into his word and say it out aloud. Satan, you can come, but you can't destroy And that's where my brother would say, come on, where's the next one? Why? Because he had an anchor. And this vessel can go through the storm, but it cannot sink it. Hallelujah. Why? He said, why? The captain, the chief captain's got a hold of the string on the other end of the ship, and he'll pull it through. Come on, my God's big this morning. He's a strong God this morning. Don't limit my God this morning. What storm you're in, he's he's there on the other end of the string pulling you. Come on, have you ever thought of an anchor like that this morning? Well, I really haven't until I've lost my daughter and my my perspective changed. The anchor isn't just holding you, it's keeping you. Not only is it not holding you and keeping you, but it's drawing you. He's on the other end of the anchor. He's there pulling you through your trials, giving you grace when you have need of it, giving you healing when you have need of it. And I'll say this this morning. For such a time as this, and I thought about that, the departure of my daughter. And I believe sometimes we give the devil's so much credit. But the drama of God is 70 years is like a, uh, an hour and a half or a day and a half to God, whatever it is. He's watching this picture unfold. He snatches up. Because her time on earth was finished, as hard as it is for me to say. God snatches her out for such a time as that because she was ready. Church, he sees her going up and, and, and departing out this dimension into another dimension. But God's, don't, God's not thinking like we are. He sees her going, and just in a few seconds, he sees me going. We mourn, and we, we, we're tore up, and we grieve here on earth. But God isn't thinking like we are. But it's hard for us to comprehend, but there's something down inside of our soul. Because right when you get at your, your weakest point, remember Job? Brother Brown said when he got to that certain point, when everything fell apart, he was sitting on the ash heap, scraping the bulls off his body. Blood was dripping off of him. His wife saying what she was saying. But Brother Brown says it like this. He said all of a sudden, he said he that line that's been running loose a little bit began to tighten up. What's that saying to you this morning? It was there all the time even if you don't feel him the line is still there even when you're not in a revival he's never left you he'll never forsake you he's with you even in you to the end of the world and he said all of a sudden that line that's been running loose begin to tighten up to the absolute and he said the lord giveth, the lord take it away blessed be the name of the lord i know my redeemer liveth hallelujah It's when they begin to feel it. Come on, somebody, tell me, when do you feel it the most? When do you feel, if you're flying a kite, when do you feel it the most? When you're in a, if you're in a boat and you anchor, when do you feel it the most? When do you feel your anchor the most is when the resistance is there. The wind is blowing the cop. When you feel the most, when the wind is dragging it, when you feel your anchor the most is when you need it. Sometimes you don't feel it, but when you, it's never left you. And right in that moment, in that crucial moment when you need it, all of a sudden you feel the resistance, and you all of a sudden you know, and it begins to strike your heart, and you could be like Job. I know. Lord, I've been down. I've been out. i was discouraged. I was ready to give up. Did you keep your religion? No. When I was ready to take a gun and kill myself, I began to feel that tug from my absolute. Hallelujah. And he began to pull the ship. He began to pull it through. And Brother Brown says, will crest top? supersede every one of them. Every wave, every storm, every wind. Because why? Because he's on the other side. I just ain't got the time to go no farther, really. Let's just stand to our feet this morning. Music players will come this morning. I have got so much left this morning. I'll leave you with this because I had a whole whole sermon packed in here on peace this morning, brother. Brown go, or the scripture tells us actually many places. Peace, I live with you. My peace, sure and steadfast. Not here today and gone tomorrow. And he goes on and said, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. And he said, these things I have spoken to you that you might have peace. In this world, you're going to have tribulations. But he said, be of good cheer. I have already overcome them. Be of good cheer. This is his peace. And then he said, Jesus tells him, Jesus says to him, peace I give unto you. He gives them, extends the freedom from fear. A freedom from disturbance. I know I'm not going to go preaching this this morning, but I just want to leave it with you. And maybe if we come back, I could pick this up. If bro Gregor has me again. Who knows, huh? But Jesus says, peace, I give you a a deliverance, a freedom from disturbance. Not of the soul, or not of the spirit, or the body. Because as long as you're trapped in your you're going to have problems. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to be sick one day. You're going to be healed the next day. You're going to be sick one day. Get the picture. Your spirit's going to be torn. Church problem, home problem, work problems. Your spirit's going to be torn. But listen, he said, I'm going to extend peace to you, Sam. A, a freedom from that. And then he says, as, as my Father has sent me. Look, after he extends peace to him, he commissions them. As my Father has sent me, even so I send you. Come on, somebody. In other words, he's saying, man, I wish I had time to preach this. In other words, he's saying, as hell couldn't stop me, demons couldn't stop me, critics couldn't stop me, I was part of the prophecy he said, "I'm going to stand the same peace the Father gave me, I'm going to give to you and the same commission that the Father gave me, I'm going to give to you." And then the next verse he says, "And then I'm going to send you the Holy Ghost." Amen. Oh hallelujah, as a forerunner, he equipped you with everything you need of Amen. to live victorious as he did. In Satan's Eden, your soul is sealed. Nothing this world can do. Hell can't stop you. The narrative of God is inside of you. And I've got, I got through two pages and I got three more. But when you begin to preach by experience and begin to preach by heart, there's not enough time in the day to tell of the goodness of God and tell when I needed him most, he didn't forsake me. When I was ready to give up on humanity. He says, Joe, I love you. I care for you. I'm here for you. You're tied to resurrection. You're tied to resurrection. You're tied to a body change. You're tied to a rapture. Don't you love it, church? And the soul is sure and steadfast. And we're following the forerunner. That's gone before us. And echoes back into our heart. I got this. I got this. Hold to my, my unchanging hand. God bless you this morning. Let's pray. Lord Jesus. We thank you Lord. For allowing us to give us a little time. To share our hearts this morning. Things happen in time Father. That we can't explain. Lord We. We seem to ask the whines and the ifs and the buts, Lord, of life. But, Lord, you thank so much of us for your will to be done, Lord. But you place grace, jawbones, a purpose in our pathway. We're a predestinated moment where we cross that path and we draw straight for the journey, Lord. We want to thank you this morning for that. Lord God, we want to thank you for your grace and mercy, Lord. We want to thank you for being there for me and my family when we needed you the most, Lord. Lord, you're our strength giver. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that you anoint us afresh this morning. Lord, that you'd encourage those that are here this morning. Lift those up, Lord, the hands that are gets weary, Lord, and the knee-feeble knees. And Paul would say, let's not faint not. Lift up those hands. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Bless this congregation, Lord, we ask in Jesus Christ's name. God bless you.